What's happening, Forum? Welcome back to a whole new Pod Nation. I'm your host, banging your mom. I'm <laughs> just oh kidding. Lucas Melvy, what's up? What's up? I'm a host and a half, Jacob Telejohn. And that was our very pop culturally relevant opening. Not even 90s kids, only early 2000, mid 2000 YouTube terrible people know that. Shout out to Ray William Johnson. <laughs> True. Jacob's former idol. I hated RWJ. Because he of. was successful. Yeah. Ah, YouTube. What a different time it used to be. Oh, and not just now how uh, young teens get radicalized into various philosophies online. But here's a radical philosophy. Disney Channel original movies. Wow. That's what up, we watch people? here. We're what? watching... Every single DCOM in chronological order, up to the one we're watching today, Stepsister from Planet Weird, a yes. movie that dares to ask the question, Why was if, I made? <laughs> what if divorce, but aliens? Bubbles? <laughs> so, just gonna level with you folks, we're just gonna cut into this right away because... If you remember when we watched Alley Cat Strike, I believe the first things I said about that movie was it was a clusterfuck. I feel I need to apologize to Alley Cat Strike because now we've watched Stepsister from Planet Weird, and this is the true clusterfuck decom that we've watched so yeah. far. There's yeah. Starting off like right away, it, it starts like other decoms have, but it just keeps spitting more and more and more. That's that's the and that's more. the that's the theme and philosophy of this movie is more more more. How about how about we do this? How about we do this? How about we also had this in there? And they're like, yes, please. And what's so weird about this being so fucking all over the place is this is one like Xenon and some of the other decoms where it's actually based on a book. Yes. So you would think it would have well established, clear cut plot structure, but it really no. doesn't. No, I so, mean unless the book is that jumbled well we'll never read it this is not not. a book club podcast yeah i would not recommend it but starts off kind of promising because we have some i don't know early 2000s bass pumping drum and bass almost rave music see the the title card stepsister from planet weird but then things take a, a bad turn because we start off with windsurfing so Knowing what little I did about this movie, I didn't think there was going to be some dumb sport in it. And it doesn't play a huge no, role, it, it but it's doesn't. still like, yeah. how many decoms do we need to watch that have some sport at the center of it? True. Speaking of my experience as a kid, I did play soccer. That was the main sport Suck I played. Me. But Football. I don't fucking like sports that much. That's not my go-to. That's the target demographic of Disney Channel original movies, just athletic children. Yeah. Who like to watch DCOMs in their spare time. Clearly. How out of touch were you that they made them all about sports and you make one like the 13th year where there's a really cool kid that everybody <laughs> likes and we're supposed to relate to him? <laughs> so we get windsurfing and we get another... Narration. Uh, yeah, telltale sign of not great things to come of heavy narration. Which is kind of cool because the way... I can't remember if she introduces it as like a Dear Diary. I don't. I and eventually, at this point, it's just narration. But eventually, it is we, we through the out. the plot uh, device of her reading from her diary, yeah. which just means, hey, this is based on a book. There's lots of narration from the main characters, 
Let's just put that into the movie. Uh, but how can we do that? And just say she's reading from her fucking diary. And this, there's narration throughout the movie. It's not just like the intro. Yeah, I'm Megan. This is my mom. This is my brother. This is my dad. You know, it's, no, it's like it's the not, whole movie. Yeah. It's not just her perspective. Yeah, we'll see it expand to get the double the narration. Yeah. So what is she narrating at this beginning? It's our main character, Megan. She's yeah. talking about how sick windsurfing is. Yes. And then she's talking about, I really like windsurfing, but I also really like Cutter. Cutter. Cut to Cutter. Cut, 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 Cutter. And he is the cool kid at school, and he's windsurfing. And then he comes up and says, Megan, I want you to be my girlfriend. And then she's thinking to herself, life's perfect. Well, yeah, she sees her family pop up. And, and they're, they're walking like, on water. Wow, Disney, a bit blasphemous. <laughs> you already had God as a, a race car driver, and now you're That's making right. this regular Joe Schmoes walk on water. And it's not just her parents that are on water, too. There's the popular kids in yeah. school, and the girls are like, you're the best. Come join our Mean Girls crew. I'm just like, this is a this is a weird planet. Maybe they're not on Earth. This is just a planet where this people walk on water. This is planet weird. This is planet Megan. But no, <laughs> of course, it's a... It's a dream sequence, and Naturally. we see her get woken up by her young brother, Trevor, assaulting Trevor. her. He literally just comes into a room with, like, a little ray gun and tackles her. You're an alien. Bed. Die, aliens come. And she seems mostly cool with this. She's just like, ah, oh, Trevor, get off of me. And let me tell you, uh, I used to love waking up my brother when he was sleeping, and he never reacted like Megan does in this situation. It would usually be much more violent. But the kid brother named Trevor, as I said, he's talking to her and he's like, I want to be a men in black. Boogie, woogie, woogie. And it's like, wait, is men in black a movie that exists in this universe? This, and it not, does. Not boogie, woogie, woogie. What is it? They, uh, ah, uh, get jiggy with it. Something like Will that. Smith songs. So we're setting up that the kid has an interest in aliens and, and rooting Smith. them out. And True. we'll see maybe how that plays out. So the narration from the diary continues. Now it's coming from a diary specifically. She's like, dear diary, my family sucks. My yeah. dad and mom are split up because my dad... Wouldn't take the damn picture at the beach. He's one of those people where he's the, the business daddy. He's just yeah. always he's on the phone. Always working. Yeah. And, and it shows us like a picture. She's looking at a picture and... Like Lucas said, shirts breaking it down. Okay, my parents' marriage isn't perfect. And it shows how the picture was taken. The picture was taken at the beach. And literally the dad spends the next like six hours in the car on the phone. Which, Mama. early 2000s cell phones. Very good battery Great life. Great battery life. So yeah, from the scene with the beach, then we get to see how the mom is kind of doing with being a single mom. And Not she, well. She's being weird or... Megan's like, you can't give us crackers for breakfast? That's not all you're getting, Megan and Trev. You're getting some soup, too. And she's like, what? You're... <laughs> Mom, are you from Planet Weird? <laughs> and it's like, uh, soup? I can see somebody having that for breakfast. It's not, like, that wild. And we get to see a little bit of what her uh, life at school is. No. Because she is... Speaking of 13th year and kid who is not very sympathetic and likable, Megan's like, I just want to be popular. My family sucks. I just want to be a cool kid so I can be with Cutter. At, at one point, she's fronting that her 
She says that she Something is with Jewel. She's yeah, Jewel, Jewel, the singer songwriter. She says that she is Jewel's cousin. Yeah, and then the popular kids who are hanging out with her because she's Jewel's cousin. I mean, fucking, I would want to yeah. hang out with Jewel's cousin. But they find out that she is not Jewel's cousin, so then they won't hang Leave out with her the anymore. Table, Megan. Which is, to be fair, you shouldn't have lie to. Yeah, you shouldn't have friendships based on lies or just. No. And then we. This might seem really discombobulated with how we're discussing this, but that's really what this movie is, is... Random. We'll maybe bring this up as it goes along, but there is almost no cohesion between scenes. No. So it's really just... A jumble of ideas. It's just, and then, and then. So that's why, that's how I've been so far. And then we get this thing that happens. Just a bunch of, yeah, a bunch of journal entries. So we on this day see at this time. She has an interaction with Cutter, the cool kid. Yeah. Uh, and her mom runs a windsurfing shop that yeah. seems like kind of a, a niche market yeah. <laughs> to base your business I, on. Yeah. And Cutter is it seems to be based this is in California somewhere, and he's a, a surfer bro who I thought sometimes sounded like he was British, <laughs> but as the movie goes along, he sounds less British, or at least that's how it sounded to me. Yeah. But he's a windsurfing bro and not just a surfing he, bro. He just got into it. He just got into it. He likes the sport because it really, it adds what he likes about wind, but also about surfing. It's like windsurfing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. I hear you down. <laughs> that's literally, that's a scene in the movie where he's so, explaining to Megan. And she, she's like in love with this guy, but he's just coming off so dumb. And she's just like. I never really thought about it like that. Wow, I yeah, love that. He's That's a great. you know he's an early two thousands, late nineties, bleached blonde hair. Yeah, he ick. might as well have a puka shell necklace. So ick. it's one of those things where Megan is not immediately likable, and we're supposed to think she's stupid for liking Cutter. But actually, as the movie goes along, I started to like Cutter more, and I like Megan just about the <laughs> same as I did at the beginning. He does like chips too. Yes, this is a very hilarious question mark scene where she has some chips where she's at the business cutter comes up to talk at her by like the cash register he's like hey could i could i snipe one of them chips from you and she's like oh sure and he has one he's like whoa flavorific dude (laughs) what kind is it barbecue no it's uh ranch no uh no it's not even that she says barbecue oh wait no sour cream and onion and it's like oh that was such a hilarious faux pas that Oh, she's so socially awkward that she just randomly says barbecue when they're not. It's just the dumbest uh, thing. There's some weird goofy. throwaway lines in this movie and little like things that happen in the background of scenes that are actually genuinely pretty funny. Yeah. This is not one of them. No, force funny, not funny. Yeah. So I say here in, in my notes, there's a lot, lots going on. We're getting constant cuts. This is only to, like five minutes in. Yes. So we're already <laughs> getting cuts between different scenes as well as different time periods where we get flashbacks of her family and then we're getting like flashbacks of her time in school and now we're back in like her current time in school where she's not popular and then she's at the store with cutter and then we're like oh her mom has had some dates before we see some of those dates that didn't go well yep there's guys going back to the house or whatever um in one particular scene you have trevor he has a big thing with aliens. That's his thing throughout the whole movie. He thinks everybody that he doesn't know is an alien. So there's this one dude 
the mom's dating. He's going up to her like, you're an alien, die. Or, or, or he's doing no, like, he, that, he doesn't no, even he do, does the karate Yeah, he, that must have been he's his doing, previous bad was yeah, karate. Because <laughs> yeah. he just goes up and has like a purple belt and, and, and gi on. And uh, Megan was telling the, the, the dude or whatever, you know, that, oh yeah, he put the other one in a body cast. And then he's like, a body cast? And then that's the last we see of this guy. And, yeah, so all over the place. And then we see mom talking to Megan and they're at the mall and it doesn't matter if they're at the mall, but that's just to further illustrate how yeah. all over the place these scenes yeah. are where they're at the mall and she's like, I met somebody. And then we get to see a scene of her windsurfing where this crazy guy in the beach starts swimming towards her. Running out into the water he, because he thinks she's going to drown. Well, no, because of the wind. He was afraid that the wind was going to, like, attack her or yeah, something. Yeah, and then, weird. yeah, put her in the water. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's weird. So he gets out to her, and she's like, no, I'm fine, tee And then know. he, like, offers her candy randomly. And <laughs> it's so weird. Megan, in the moment <laughs> oh, of rationality, boy. is kind of like, these seem like red flags, Mom. I don't think this is a good idea. Was he stalking you? Did he have binoculars on, Mom? Yeah, so we hear... She talks about him more that he has a daughter named Ariel that yeah. they're like, mom isn't in the picture anymore right now. They're from right. the Yukon. And then we see uh, we see a little image that literally shows. It's a frozen tundra, a frozen tundra somewhere. Tundra, and it says Yukon population low. And we return to that. And it, a it's just later. a quick cut throwaway thing. Yeah. And that as was I said, funny. That was kind good. Of, yeah, kind of funny. That was humorous. Extremely out of place, really, in any decon. That's almost yeah. like a, an Arrested Development joke of yeah. footage does not exist. Yeah. Kind yeah. of cutaway thing. But yeah. That was good. Of the quick cuts that happened in this movie, that's one of like three that are pretty funny. We get a bunch more quick cuts of mom coming home from dates where she's coming home where she's got balloons from Cosmo. That's the name of this guy, by the way. Cosmo Cola. So yes, pretty because wild he drinks name. a lot of cola. Well, root beer. Root beer. Yeah. <laughs> so I imagine that. Yeah, we'll see more of his uh, idiosyncrasies and wildness soon. But she comes yeah. home. She's got balloons one time. She's got a Viking helmet another time. Cool. Like, just, a bubble maker. Yeah, so it's all these weird things. wild and crazy things. Who is this Cosmo character? And we'll find out very soon because we're already having a dinner scene where we're meeting the new love interest. Yeah. And this is literally 10 minutes. I think we checked. The kids 10 had, minutes into the, the movie. The kids had never met Cosmo before. They would just heard about him. And he busts through the door and he's yeah. extremely excitable. Lifts Megan up in the air as soon as she sees yeah. he sees her. And is just like all over the place. We're explaining that he's weird because he's from the Yukon. So Canadians, no. they're all like this. No. Trevor comes down. He has his little ray gun with him, toy ray gun, and he thinks he's an alien because that's he just yeah comes out and says it, and we'll find out he's not wrong. And Cosmo doesn't take like offense to the alien remark. He no. just kind of so I mean like at this point we weren't we didn't know that they were you know like literal aliens I guess. But the movie uh, doesn't try to keep it away from us for very long at all. No, because he's he's explaining that the daughter, yeah, um, Ariel, Ariel's out not in the car but under the car because she's afraid of the wind. Yeah, and then they say, "Hey, Megan, how about you go get her?" Which is the dumbest thing. Which, yeah, Megan, go get this girl you've, you've never, never met, met when her actual father is here and yeah. can't get her in. No. It's very stupid. But Megan goes outside. And she gets finds on her face or on her chest and is talking to Ariel, who is underneath the car. Underneath the car. What a wild and crazy girl! And and 
Megan's like, well, the winds died down. It's probably safe. And yeah. then it's basically record scratch from Ariel's point of view yeah. now. The narration and comes. Rewind. A whole rewind. We literally but see. you're wondering the- how I got into this situation. Yeah. Well, how about we see? So we see the footage of the movie we'd seen so far. All of it. Actually rewind. All of it. And I'm like, no, please don't take us back. <laughs> but we go all the way back to some uh, indeterminate time of when Ariel and her father, who we now know in these scenes, are actual aliens. Because it cuts to a giant It cuts to their home planet. So we see her, she's sitting on her bed on Earth being like, I miss our home planet. Yeah. Being a human sucks. So we see the planet Zerculon, where her <laughs> and her family are shown as gas bubbles. Gaseous bubbles. Bubbles yes. with, like, human faces. Faces. And like a good decom, it is of the quality, uh, basically, most recent Miracle on Lane 2, the like ending with the people in heaven. The wheelchairs. Maybe even worse. 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 <laughs> it kind of, uh, if anybody remembers, everything Beast was, Wars. Everything was really bright. It was the and and CG quality of a yellows. show like Beast Wars or Reboot from the early 2000s for, at the time, probably looked amazing but now you look back and you just wonder what anybody was thinking when they made such a thing good golly so then we get there's so much going on <laughs> then we find out that our dad was a freedom fighter yeah. on zirculon yep. whatever the fuck that means <laughs> because they're just bubbles seemingly floating around like what can they do and they had to flee because of there's political like i think per- there was some actual spaceships chasing them yeah, with lasers. Yeah, shooting lasers at them. But they were able to outrun the spaceships, as even bubbles. though presuming... As bubbles, they were running that away. the spaceships are being flown by people who are also <laughs> bubbles. So why wouldn't they have just, I don't know, not been in the spaceship? But <laughs> as they're fleeing, oh, we, we're getting some more narration where she's this talking is like, about... This is like 15 minutes in. Yes, where we get the, the reveal that she is an actual alien. <laughs> uh, we hear her talking about her boyfriend... Uh, for Newell, uh, yeah. who she misses also on this planet oh, but no. as they're escaping because her dad's a freedom fighter who if he got captured he'd be frozen for all time yeah. the mom gets shot by one of these laser blasts and we get a horrible big pop yeah it, vapor explosion <laughs> that is super pixelated and just looks absolutely worse, worse terrible than the splash. yeah just absolutely artifacts all over the place yeah so then we now know that the human body she has is not her original. And she just talks mad shit about her human flesh thing. Which, I mean, hey, I'm getting to an age. I'm not even that old. And I'm already like, damn, why can't my body be better? <laughs> my knees. Am I right, guys? True. Uh, yeah, she's talking shit about Earth and her human body. But the thing is, we don't know how this even works that she can... Got the body. Where did the body come yeah, from? Yeah, how she can take on human form. I guess that is like one of the plot holes. Did she like... Did they both find corpses in like a... In like yeah. a For as much details as they show about the alien background, really for me, like, I would be fine if they're just like, yeah, we're aliens. But for it to be like, we used to be gas bubbles. And my dad was a freedom fighter <laughs> in some civil war on our planet Zerculon. And my boyfriend, Fanul. And I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> And then it's just like, yeah, I guess we could take on the form of uh, humans. Humans. Yeah. Earth sucks, but one thing about Earth doesn't suck is that they have tons of soda. Cola. So we see her guzzling down a bottle of soda, and she says it has the important element 
CO2, CO2, which I am not a chemist, but even I know CO2 is not an element. I, I, I think it's around this time, too, where they kind of reveal how they're paying for all this stuff, isn't it? It's in this, uh, it's in their fast 10 minutes of scenes, so yeah. yeah. But first, we see just almost seemingly a throwaway scene that does slightly come into play later, where her dad and her have a house... Yeah, and she goes and see her. Yeah, before we even see what their house is like, though, it's like I'm gonna go visit my neighbor, who is a fortune teller named Serena Sue. Yes, who's also kind of a crazy cat lady, or at least she has two cats, and she likes to think that everybody had past lives. So she does a reading of Ariel, and is like, "Oh, you lived, you lived in like the Civil War or something," which is obviously not true because she's not from Earth. Was that for her or the dad? It doesn't matter. No, I and she says that she, I can read mm. your thoughts. And then we hear this buzzing in the background. And then she's, she's talking. She's talking much. And then all of a sudden she's like, Ugh! and she swallows a fly. This is not the first, this is not the last time I should say in the movie this happens. This there, is like There was thing. an old lady who swallowed a fly. And her name was Serena Sue. Yeah. And Ariel's like, hmm. She couldn't read my thoughts because I was trying to tell her that the fly was going to fly into her fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens. Ariel does this like a lot. Like she has like these weird. But it's one of those she, things. She talks weird. She has a weird. We, we didn't really talk about her language. Well, she hasn't talked so much in like vocally. But yeah, she talks. Somebody describes that she's like in an old timey, almost like Shakespearean sounding play. Yeah. Where yeah, yeah she that, has weird. Yeah inflections that she has but it's this is only one of a few scenes where it's like does she have extra powers like did she guide this fly somehow into serena sue's mouth it doesn't matter most of this movie does not matter true so then we get to see more of ariel and cosmo's house which is basically like a giant kids clubhouse there's toys everywhere there's shit hanging from the ceiling yes the walls are all sorts of different colors. There's stuff hanging all over the walls. True. And then we find out that they also just have a shit ton of diamonds that somehow, like as bubbles, like, living in a bubble world, had access were, to diamonds yeah. and they brought them to Earth. So another thing that Ariel thinks is stupid about Earth is, oh, they think these things are so precious. These things we just got a billion of from our planet. Yeah. And we we get to see Cosmo selling the diamonds online somehow. Yeah, to they get money. they just the there's so much of the idea. Yes, they come to Earth. They assume human bodies. They're able to somehow maneuver our environment. They know what CO two is, which makes absolutely no sense. That they would refer to it as the same thing as we do on Earth, knowing that the C stands for carbon and yeah. oxygen. They know to wear clothes. They know how to buy a house. They know how to fucking navigate the internet to sell diamonds. Yes. And it's it's one of those things where sometimes I feel that uh, there's more interesting things they could focus on in movies, at least for me. And I would like to see humans trying to figure out these, or uh, aliens trying to figure out these human things. And instead, we just get to see Cosmo uh, having a breakfast scene where he's acting like a fucking tweaked out meth head yeah. he's pouring root beer into cornflakes <laughs> he's he's eating like eight things at once he's like Man, yeah earth is so great Ariel. And it's just, oh at this point he was reminding me a lot of kirk cameron in you lucky dog when he was acting like the dog yeah and he's something about adults just acting like children i just don't like disney, disney loves it 
something that somebody doesn't love is Ariel because she's just extremely depressed and she's always thinking of Fanul, her boyfriend, who yeah. we also find out is the son of the Emperor that yes. runs the planet, yes. which means he's the mortal enemy of Cosmo. So we get some bad Romeo and Juliet star-crossed lovers bullshit that is completely unnecessary. There's too much happening in this movie on. already. So This is in the first 15 minutes. Yes. And then one more thing is we see that... So she was a bubble once. Yes. Now she's a human. But she can still go into bubble, bubble form. Bubble form in a sink. Yes. We're, she likes to fall into sinks is what she says. Yep. She just yeah turns into bubble form and then can turn back into human form with clothes on. No problem. And but, So now, yeah. now we can say we're back to her... Being under, under the car. car. <laughs> yes. This is really, I talked about this as we were watching the movie that this is maybe 20 or 25 minutes into the movie. For as actual sequential time for what is present in this movie, we have seen about like three scenes. Yes. But so much of it is flashbacks and then like recontextualized flashbacks from somebody else's point of view. And it's not a great way to make a movie, I gotta say. I would have to agree. Megan's able to coax her out from underneath the car. She comes into the house, but she gets barked at by the dog, who she says, Oh, your voice is vulgar, you nasty beast. And then the dog's like, Well, you didn't need to to say something like that. Bitch. And then Trevor comes up to say, You're an alien. Because I think he kind of just says that about everybody. About everybody. But she reacts in like, Oh, shit, you know, he knows what I am. And she runs off to the bathroom. The whole Trevor thinking everybody is an alien thing doesn't really pay off in a meaningful way. Like, he's not the one investigating to see if, like, they're aliens or not. He just says everybody's an alien. And in these cases, he's right. Yeah. But it's kind of just a joke, really. Yeah. yeah. But so she's in the bathroom and she is in there for a bit. And Megan, they're like, Megan, uh, how about you go get her again? She's having like a breakdown. Her dad's right there, but she's you, never Megan, met this girl, this girl you don't know, go get her from the bathroom. So she's knocking on the door. She hears like some water running, and then Ariel opens the door, and she's all wet. Yes, soaked. Megan, heads and Megan says, "How? Do, what are you doing wet? You're just like you're from Planet Weird." <laughs> Actually, we don't get that quite yet. I shouldn't not spoil yet. that. Yeah, but she yet. says, "Oh well, I just fell in the sink." And then Megan's kind of like, am I the only one seen? (laughs) And she's like, fuck off, Megan. Uh, So then they have dinner, finally. And they're having hot dogs. Cosmo loves hot dogs. There's a lot. I I, I, I never realized what, I never got a weird vibe from the hot dog eating. So that was the only thing I heard about this movie is one of our friends. I was saying, oh, the next movie we're watching for the podcast. Scarred for life by a hot dog This one, and he said... I don't like that one because a guy eats hot dogs weird. So I was really prepared for something almost can of worms level <laughs> yeah. of like the gross alien popping popcorn from his mouth and oh, man, sliming on. No, that was a hamburger in that movie. But I was prepared for that kind of mm, gross body horror kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, Mike no. Pillsbury, <laughs> I love your hot dog. <laughs> Oh, uh, no. But it's kind of just he shoves it like a bunch of chips and like coleslaw and stuff onto his yeah, bun. It's just, it's just a mash. And I mean, we do see kind of a callback to this happening with his daughter later in the movie. Yeah. This, and actually, this food mashup crap, whatever it is. Even before, 
I'm trying to do the play-by-play of this movie, but I'm getting confused because this movie's all over the fucking place. But actually, they're not going to have her eat in wet clothes, so they go to change clothes, and Megan gives her some clothes, and she's going to blow-dry her hair, and she's like, no, the wind, it's so scary. And then... She just like guzzles like a bottle of pop, and Megan's like, "Did yep. you just drink that all at one, <laughs> like once?" And then we get to here, and we saw some of this earlier when they were drinking pop, Cosmo and Ariel by themselves. That when they drink soda, their voice gets really squeaky. Yes, and like she, do- they- she talks like. What's happening? What's wrong with your voice? And, and like it is, it's really squeaky or it's really like kind of helium. Yeah, it's like if you sucked up helium, yeah. or at least what you think your voice sounds like when you suck up helium. And it, it's not for just like one word or two. It's like for like a few sentences. Yeah. And Megan, Megan, who spends half yeah, the movie yeah, basically sounding exasperated, <laughs> she's like, are you trying to be funny? And then Ariel's like, yes, I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> it's like, fucking whatever, man. Uh, I was so over this movie at this point already. That's important for, I don't even know if actually really important, because they stopped doing the squeaky voice of soda pretty soon after this, actually. But then they have the dinner, and at the dinner... Because things aren't moving fast enough, it's decided that they're going to announce, hey, we're getting married. We're getting, we're getting uh, we're engaged, guys. Here's the ring. It's already on my finger. I don't know if you guys saw that earlier. It's not your dad's. Because <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't make sense. Oh. When you get a divorce, you don't keep wearing the wedding oh. ring. But uh, so the kids are very surprised, and we are surprised. And, and they do reiterate. On. They do reiterate. She's like, I know. I know this is very soon. I know, you know, we just had this feeling. They you know. maybe had four dates, five dates. They've yeah. only met the kids once. The, the kids have right only now, come like this, together right now. This yeah. this moment, we're getting married, guys. You know, we don't care if you hate each other. Yeah. Hate each other's from so the not aliens. ideal. Uh, not and ideal. unsurprisingly, Megan is not having any of it, and she's like, "Mom, no." I don't remember how Trevor. I don't think we even see Trevor. Trevor doesn't give a shit. Reaction. Though. He thinks Cosmo's like basically a, a kid in a man's body, so he's yeah. all for it. But then, as Megan's like, bah, bah. <laughs> but uh, then the mom's like, "Well, Ariel lost her mom, died." Recently. And then Megan feels sympathy. Yeah. So then she's kind of over. She's like, "Okay, fine." But then uh, that doesn't. The sympathy doesn't last too long. No, not because. At all. Ariel gets to go to school with Megan the next day. Oh, boy, does she ever. And she is wearing weird clothes, riding a bike with training wheels. And a helmet. Yep, she's wearing a football helmet, maybe also football pads. I don't remember if she had those or not. Probably. But everybody's turning to check her out, and Megan's like, oh, my God. What are people thinking about? Who's that with Megan? They're getting up to the bike rack. She's going way too fast. And Ariel just wipes out. A full flip over <laughs> yeah. over the bike rack. And then Megan says, Dear Diary, how do you spell mortified? She's thinking, what are they going to think about me? And I'm kind of just wanting to say, like, I want them to be like, wait, who is Megan? Megan's like so <laughs> self-centered thinking everybody's thinking about, about her. her. But nobody gives a shit about Megan. They Everybody comes up, who is this? You know, and Megan's like, I don't know who she is. She's not with me, not my friend. Yeah, so like, Megan well, is thinking that they're going to think she's a loser. How do you but... know her? Where is she from? Yeah, she's from the Yukon. Cut to that scene again. And it's it says population low. And then another parenthesis, still. Yeah. And that I actually found I didn't think the first one was actually that funny, but the callback and that little like extra thing still. was actually much it was very funny, I found. So 
uh, half a point, uh, point one point uh, for uh, stepsister from Planet Weird. Funny fun. Yeah, she's from the Yukon. Oh, tight. <laughs> a lot of skater bros here. And then yeah. we just get a bunch of scenes throughout the day of everybody thinking Ariel is the sickest shit. We yes. get math class where the- she's they call her Albert Alfred. Alfred Einstein. Yeah, so she answers. She first answers a question where the teacher first asks Megan. He's like, "What's the volume of the pool?" And Megan's like, "Man, I don't know, medium, because I suck." And then they're like, nobody even laughs. They're just like, "No, God, Megan, you're and wrong." Here's here's Ariel. Like, well, the the she's like, well, I'm supposing that. It is measured in meters, and the teacher's like, oh, yes. And then, I'm supposing <laughs> that it's measured in the water is in liters, and the teacher's like, uh, uh, yeah. And it's like, what? How could he ask a question about volume and not have the parameters defined of what it's measured in? Like, True. I don't know why the teacher was getting so flustered, but she answers it correct. Yeah. And which Without is also using again, pen and paper or calculator, it's all on her begs head. the question: How does she even know? Let alone the metric system, but also just. Any kind of measurement system on Earth or any measurement system. Would they even need that when they're a gas bubble on Zerculon or whatever? <laughs> it makes for as much oh. as she hates Earth, she must have really studied up on like a bunch of Earth science kind of Apparently, things. And then we Alfred. get probably my favorite or second favorite line of somebody saying, She's channeling Alfred Einstein. <laughs> and Megan's like, It's Albert Einstein. <laughs> and then a guy says, Take it easy, Megan. <laughs> Oh, and that's, that's what I'm talking about is most of this movie is complete and utter shit but there's some just <laughs> little side conversations throwaway lines that are actually genuinely pretty funny oh. furthering on she is super musically talented but Megan's yeah. like her music sucks sings great people love her voice people think she's love fashionable her. that she's a revolutionary so they start dressing like her and they well they first ask what is what defines your style and she says I'm trying to Protect my essence. Essence. And they're like, I do. At one point, oh my god, Ariel! (laughs) She's such a revolutionary. Um, One of uh, Megan's friends. They're talking by the locker. Um, Yeah, Megan's friend, who I don't think we learn her name. Megan's just trying to talk shit and be like, Ariel actually sucks, right? And then her friend's like, like, No, no, she's kind of cool. Actually, I'm going to go talk to her right now because Megan, you're kind of harsh on my essence. I did, they eventually wear shirts like that the popular girl group yeah so she talks to like the popular a, kids she sits at their table and megan's like on the first day god i hate ariel <laughs> but somehow towards the end of the day by seventh period there's a whole school wardrobe all change the kids are where they somehow Ariel's, all get the colors megan was wearing like, like pink, purple bright pink. yeah like magenta ish red kind yeah. of stuff uh, we get to see when she crashed over the bike rack yeah, earlier. Two guys were doing it now. Yeah, and in full football had, pads. Yeah, full they pads. created like a sport. There was like a crowd gather around. Oh they were like, God. yeah. And I'm like, that's actually pretty funny as yeah, well. And this good. is, it's so over the top, but it's one of the over the top things about this movie that is actually kind of fun. That like all yeah. these kids just thinking yeah. this aerial girl is so rad. Obviously, Megan. Does not think she's rad at all. Well, uh, we're we're coming up, right? Movie drop, title, title drop? Yeah, I don't think I actually wrote that down at some point. And, and what did you just say? You said rad. Yeah. Which one of the girls that's talking to Megan is, wow, man, it's like she's from Planet Rad. And Megan's like more like Planet Weird. And it's like, ah! oh, actually, no, I shouldn't give that to Megan because Megan sucks. <laughs> 
And then her friend's just like, ah, what? Why would you say that? (laughs) Still thinks she's from Planet Weird. Megan goes home. And then I guess mom wants her to teach Ariel how to windsurf. Windsurf, yeah. Which, for somebody who seems afraid of the wind, does not seem like a good idea. Great idea. What could go wrong? But she has to teach her. So she takes her to the beach. Ariel's not freaking out, even though her hair is visibly getting blown around by wind. And then Megan, being a terrible teacher, is just like, Hey, you fucking stay here! I will go out on a windsurf, and I don't just fucking watch me, and then you'll do it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Very helpful. So Megan's out there doing her little, her little, you know, her whips and her, you know, riding those waves, when all of a sudden... She, she turns looks, to the shark. <laughs> she looks back. And, and it's the most dramatic sequence of choom, cuts. Choom, choom, choom. Where it wants to be kind of like a quick zoom-in on... Ariel, who's talking to Cutter, that's yes. the big reveal. Yes. But the it's not even, like, it's not the same angle. It's like they cut from different directions. So it's like three different shots towards Cutter, then a shot towards Ariel, <laughs> then a shot to Cutter, then a shot at Megan, who like freeze frames and then flies, flies off her Flies off wind surfing. And then what happens after that? Then rewind, rewind all that shit again. Oh. So luckily, the aerial point of view is not as long, and we've already kind of touched on some of the stuff that happens from her point of view. Yeah. So we won't really go go into that. It's just basically we're back to windsurfing, where we're seeing her side of the conversation with yeah. Cutter, which started when Ariel just starts walking into the ocean. Yeah, like kind of like she in those scenes in movies her. where somebody just walks into the ocean to kill themselves. <laughs> she's she's thinking she's like, wow, she's just so fearless out there. Fighting the wind and not letting it her like kill her vibe. Yeah, and Cutter about, is totally about her essence. Ariel, like, she dips under the water. She completely submerges herself, comes out all wet, and Cutter's like... Hey, did you know your clothes are wet? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, I guess it would only make sense if he thought she maybe had a swimsuit on. But otherwise, if you're underwater... Unless you thought she was also maybe naked, she's going to come out and have something wet on. But Cutter, we didn't even really get to see Cutter, you know, looking at her at school or anything. It's just, no. this is the first time he sees her. He must have heard about her. because I like, thought during Ariel's flashback, we might see that, yeah. like 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 him in the background, like them two talking or maybe you know, him like just like biting creeping. his fist. Like, yeah. Anger. Oh, <laughs> but he something, sees her. No, nothing nothing hey, like that happens. you must be Ariel. I really like your vibe. Essence. You want to be my girlfriend? He just straight up asks her. And, and then she starts, she says some like mean things to him. She's like, you're very shallow. You're very. She says, you're shallow and vapid. And he's like, okay, that's fair. Definitely shallow. But what I don't know what vapid? vapid means, but I could definitely try to be that <laughs> for you. And she talks about how he's stupid because he's just a bag of skin and how humans suck. And he's like, well, what would you want to be? I want to be a ball of pure gas. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and at this time, uh, Megan's working her way back up to the, the shore. Yeah, Megan comes, pulls her yes. away, and uh, Cutter's just like, hey, Megan, how was the, the, the waves and wind for you? And she's like, not now, Cutter. <laughs> and she's pissed. She's saying, I know who, I know what you're doing here. I know why you're here. And then, and then, and is that actually clear? Like she calls her a bad seed, and it's like, okay, but she makes it seem as if she has. You're a bad almost, bubble. She's almost saying she's a demon that's been sent to like ruin her life. Well, and, and she has some ulterior motive. Well, she's breaking all this down. 
Ariel is thinking to herself, like, she knows who I am. Like, she really knows why I'm here. And, you know, but obviously that's not the case yet. So Megan says, you want to be with Cutter? And Ariel's like, no, I just want to go home. And Cutter like, sucks. Why would you like him? Yeah. And Megan's like, man, man. <laughs> She's like, really? You just want to go home? You don't want to, my, you want, don't want your dad to marry my mom? You don't? Well, how about we collude to be with each other to do a reverse parent trap where yeah. we try to make our parents not fall in love? Yeah. Operation Don't Let Them Feel the Love Tonight. Shout out to Lion King Buzzing. one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first step to their master plan that they've devised to make their parents, again, not fall in love with each other is for some reason to give the impression that they're the best of friends. Yeah. And they do that with their parents are on a date and then they just hang out. They play some songs on the guitar. They're just having a good time. It's weird. And their parents aren't watching no, them or anything. No, they don't see this happen. So I don't understand this master plan. The only good part of this is in some narration we hear that Ariel thinks that Megan is evil. And she always refers to Megan and her mom as Megan Larson Megan and Larson. Kathy, Larson. Kathy Larson. So she responds to Megan after she hears this plan evil with Megan saying, Larson. I don't understand you, evil Megan Larson. <laughs> and it's so like... Jacob <laughs> Jacob caught it and I didn't hear it. He's like, did she just say evil Megan Larson? <laughs> to her. So he rewound it a couple of times because that this actually uh. is my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> Again, there's just some little details. Uh. These the idiosyncrasies of Ariel calling the people Megan Larson and Kathy Larson is already kind of funny, but then this, the real quick evil Megan Larson is pretty good. I'll give that to you, stepsister from Planet Weird. Uh. And then we see a different date where Mom and Cosmo are at the house. And they kind of just yeah. get into an argument about, like, the mom's reading a poem to Cosmo. And then he wants to watch Hollywood Squares. But instead turns on The Lion King. No, he turns on the old or, Disney yeah, Channel yeah. Timon and Pumbaa yeah, cartoon. Yeah, which yeah. wouldn't even be the channel that Hollywood Squares would be on. But he's watching that. And then they just kind of have, a, you know, a relationship Fight. little spat. Yeah. And then the Megan my, oh, and Ariel is coming together. Yeah, they're basically rubbing their hands, all according to plan. <laughs> and at this point, we had again think it's like, does Ariel have special powers? Because literally nothing we saw them do seems to have indicated that they could have caused this fight in any way. Because they were pretending to be good friends, and then the parents fought, and that's all we saw happened. And so, yes, I guess step one of their plan went really mm, well. Working. The next step makes a little more sense where since they had the fight megan's talking to kathy larson kathy larson <laughs> and ariel's talking to cosmo where it's like i think this is what kathy wants i think this is what cosmo wants to each of their respective parents and they're giving them the bad intel about how they should be acting to each other so Oof. we get a, a fun little scene where cosmo and kathy or kathy is the mom again uh, yeah. They're at a restaurant and Cosmo is the info he got from Ariel is that he should act like a cowboy where he's dressed up in yeah, a little cowboy or, or, gear. He's like, hey, little lady. So and then weird. the waiter comes by and says, you looking at my woman? Oh, no, <laughs> sir. Well, you better not. Give me a steak and make it rare. Uh, and he does the, um, sir, this is an Arby's kind of thing where he says, um, sir, this is a pizza, pizza restaurant. Pizza, yeah, pizza well, media. what the heck? And Give then, me your manliest of pizzas. So then Kathy reasonably is thinking, well, this is fucked. Why is he being <laughs> like this? She, well, she says it to him, and then, and then he eventually says, you know, that's what 
I thought this is what you wanted. That's what Meg and, and where did Walking you hear that? that idea? Megan. Yeah. But really, it doesn't matter because they end the scene and they're dancing in the restaurant. Yeah. But then they knock something over, so they get a little embarrassed. So again, Ariel and Megan are like, "Hey, is coming together." Exactly according to plan that they danced in the restaurant, which indicated that they're liking each other, and then had a slightly embarrassing moment, which a lot of couples would be like, "Oh, wasn't that kind of cute and funny when this happened?" But they're like, "Ha! It's going down in shambles, <laughs> and it's so stupid." So. Cosmo and uh, Kathleen confront them to say, hey, were you kind of trying to break us up? And then they're like, meh, caught us. And Ariel just has a breakdown where she is super despondent and she ends up calling and sending out her magic alien message to Renuon or whatever the fuck (laughs) his name was. Her boyfriend from Planet Weird. The one who... His dad is the emperor. Yeah. Uh-oh, maybe Uh-oh. she shouldn't have done that. But we won't see the what comes out of that quite yet. No. So the girls are still on the plan of breaking them up in any way. Yeah. So how's a good way to break them up? I guess let's throw them a party. <laughs> yeah. So they invite over the parents, obviously. But they also invite over the crazy fortune teller. Yes. Serena Sue. To hopefully attract... Because she had mentioned in a little... The scene she had earlier that she thought Cosmo was kind of cute and eccentric in yeah. a way. So, so it's like, well, maybe we'll pair up over with him. For him. And then the parents come home. Yes. And Serena's kind of inching up, nuzzling up to Cosmo. Cosmo. And Kathy's like, What the? Bitch, please. <laughs> yeah. Megan, what's going on? Why would you invite her? And then, what's that? Another doorbell. Ding hmm, dong. Who could it be? Oh, Papa. Megan's biological father. Papa showed up. It's already off to an awkward start. And you can see, I guess, basically their plan was Serena and Cosmo maybe would have a connection. Yeah. But the mom and dad fucking divorced. Yeah. So I don't think there's any going to be spark together. that happens between no. them. So not the best plan. But what happens is... Vice versa. The opposite. Serena does a reading of the dad. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you're a, a warrior inside of a, a fragile shell. And he's like, oh, fuck. You really <laughs> get me, bitch. <laughs> But then a fly goes into her mouth. Again, it's just a thing that happens in this what, movie. What, who cursed her at some point in her life? It was, it was all Ariel. She has, she's a, speaks to flies. So, yeah, they're playing. Again, not working. Uh, Cosmo and Mom are still together. Serena yeah. and Dad are crushing a bit. And they were making food, but because Ariel's weird... From the planet Weird, so checks out. So this is a callback to earlier in the episode where Cosmo was just making all that weird breakfast food. Yeah. And basically they had, it looked like a lasagna dinner kind of something. And a blender. Yeah. But uh, Ariel took and all of the food, including, yeah, the giant uh, garlic bread. Garlic Shove bread, it into yeah. the blender, food processing it up to create this goo that somehow turns out to Greenish. look like boogie goo from boogie goo. Don't Look Under the Bed. Where it's just this green... It all ends up in the intestinal tract anyways. <laughs> no, so they're just serving the, the Nickelodeon gack to the family. <laughs> and Megan is serving it up and she starts to see, oh, Serena is getting too close to dad. Hmm, what can I do to ruin their relationship forever? Spill it all over yeah, her. Another classic, chuck it on Another her. classic Megan plan. Just dump goo on somebody. Oh, it's over. It didn't work. Oh, let's throw it on Cosmo. Yeah, and then... 
for some reason, Cosmo has basically, I think it's what clowns have, where they have yeah. like water bottles that they spray stuff Squirt. with. And he starts spraying Serena, but it's not just Cosmo. Everybody at their place like a... at the table has one of these spray <laughs> bottles. And that's not set up at all. Why this is even a thing. How they know how to use them each. And they just start spraying each other with the water. And it's all a fun time. So again, the plan completely backfires. No. This does not cause Ariel to be very happy as well. She gets upset. She starts to kind of like shimmer in a way. Kind of maybe showing that like her human body. And and, and Megan is noticing this too. She's like, I noticed something weird about Ariel. And is this when she followed her to the... Yeah, so she Ariel runs off to the bathroom. Megan, seeing that there was some weird shit going on, follows her to the bathroom, opens up the bathroom. Oh, where's Ariel? I don't see her. Not in the shower. Turn the corner, look at the sink, and you see Ariel in bubble form. Megan starts (laughs) screaming, ah! Ariel starts screaming. I start screaming. It was actually fairly nightmarish. (laughs) It reminded me of when Sony was first releasing the PlayStation 3. They had a bunch of really weird avant-garde commercials. One of like, there was a little baby doll that just was like making weird screaming noises and like crying. And like, this could have been some weird ill-advised PlayStation marketing campaign. Uh, So Megan runs out and says, she's an alien. And she's screaming and everybody's like, what? And then we just cut to... Her in a psychologist's office where the doctor yeah. says, maybe you're feeling like you're an alien. Hmm? You think about it? So, uh, reference last episode, this is basically uh, the fully evolved form of my character in Life in the Fat Lane, Dr. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, and in this session he's having with Megan, the mom's there for some reason. I guess maybe some psychologists do that where violate doctor-patient confidentiality or whatever. And basically... The psychologist is like, eh, yeah, you're fine to marry him. She might think he's an alien, really doesn't like him. Fucking who cares about <laughs> Megan? Which is the best theme of the movie to take away is who, who cares fucking cares about, about Megan. Megan. So, hey, it's the wedding day now. And everybody's happy, except Ariel, who is up hiding in her room before the ceremony starts. And there's a knock on the door, or maybe they just, I, I think they maybe just phase into existence. But it's Fanul. Oh, Fanul. I'm so happy to see you. Fanul, yeah. for some reason, talks with a New Zealand Kiwi yes. accent. Yes. Uh, like Flight of the Concords. And they have a little, oh, it's so nice to see you. And then, uh-oh, it's the Emperor. Zerg. Yeah. I don't even remember his name. He has some kind of name. They're both in human form, though. But yeah. it's all sinister. And she, he's like, hmm, where is Cosmo? Or he doesn't even say Cosmo. Where's your father? Oh, well, here he's called Cosmo Cola. Yeah. Because they call her by her bubble name, I guess, which I don't remember either. I don't remember it either. Q, Sally, Sue. Something like that. And Coming then not- S- Serena, <laughs> Sue Serena Sue comes in and interrupts the conversation. Oh, this is so cool. Hey, Ariel. Bitch, who are you? Who are blasted. People? But before she gets blasted, Ariel has a great cover where she says, oh, this oh, is Mike. Mike. And his father, <laughs> Doug. <laughs> nailed it. Improv right there. Yeah. And then the Emperor just is, basically says, I am bored of you, Serena. <laughs> and shoots her with a laser. Turns her into ice. Yeah, freezes her in yeah. a weird kind of cube formation. Yeah. And then Emperor says, Fanul, 
fucking watch this bitch. I'm going to go find Cosmo. So he's kind of moving around the wedding, trying to find Cosmo, talking. He encounters Cutter at one point, and we'll see what happens with that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, at the wedding, Mom is talking to Megan. And again, Megan's main job is go find Ariel and go get her here. So yeah. she has to go get Ariel. And this is where she briefly gets interrupted by Cutter, which Cutter has no relation really at all to the family. No, the why mom is he here? wouldn't know him. Megan, he doesn't actually like Megan that no. much. So why is he at the wedding? But he's like, hey, fucking Megan, tight ass time this right is what, here. This is when he starts like not sounding as dumb. He starts like, I don't know. I, I feel like at this point at the wedding, like he kind of Well, he still is dumb, but it's kind of endearing with what he does. And especially in his, I guess, kind of big moment yeah. <laughs> coming up soon. Cutter also encounters the Emperor at one point, yeah. and the Emperor, the Emperor, does something with them. But Megan first gets up to Ariel's room and gets introduced to Fanuel, and she's like, "Oh, Fanuel, you looking kind of good." And Fanuel's like, "Hmm, brown hair." I like that, and she, he, he says that. I guess Megan. We haven't said Megan has brown hair. Yeah. Ariel has long blonde hair. He calls it yellow hair. Sure, I mean <laughs> that, that's yeah. fair. And then this is where it comes down, where Ariel is like, all right, Megan, you were right all along, even though she only thought she was an actual alien for one scene before this, and not the whole time. She gives her the whole lowdown on fucking Zerculon and whatever the hell else. And this is where I brought up how I thought this movie, when I heard this movie is called Stepsister from Planet Weird, how this movie should have been structured. So really the message of this movie is divorce is tough. And sometimes when you encounter a new dad, a new mom, or a new sibling, maybe you just, you might think they're so weird and different that they could be, might as well be from another planet. And I thought this movie was going to be, she gets this new dad, he's really weird, she gets this new sister, she's so weird, I think they're aliens, and she's telling everybody they're aliens, and everybody's like, no, you're wrong, and it turns into the girl who cried monster from Goosebumps, like it should have been structured like a Goosebumps story. And it wasn't. We learned that she's an actual alien as soon as she's introduced. Like, literally, we get her backstory as, I'm a fucking alien. I used to be a fucking (laughs) bubble. You know, (laughs) shit, my mom died. (laughs) My dad was a freedom fighter on Zerculon. (laughs) So, yeah, it's... no. Like you had said when we were watching, there's no suspense. There's no buildup in the movie. There's hardly any structure. It's the way it's... Yeah, there's no suspense of, like, ooh, there's tension. Is she an alien? Oh, she's trying to hide the fact. It's like, we know everything. This is more like a classic or a bad decon that we've had for a while where it's this conflict is happening as far as the emperor showing up in the last 15 minutes of the movie. And all we had up to this point was the introductions, which took about 20 to 30 minutes of everybody. Dumb shit at school, which admittedly was the best part of the movie. And then them trying to break up their parents. And then, oh, wedding. And now the aliens are here to collect Cosmo. So, it's a fucking mess of a movie. I think that's probably clear uh, to this point already. Uh, So, Megan reacts to this very well. She's like, oh, you were just a girl in a tough situation. Okay, I won't be a bitch anymore. We're cool now. So, oh, her character arc is done for reasons. She's progressed. She's a lady, young, young lass. I think this time, too, or it might have been a little after, Ariel, I think it was here, Ariel and Megan are talking or whatever, and Ariel's saying, 
Fa- Fanul's not that cute in human form. Like, she doesn't like No, what much. happens is we is get the Emperor. Longer? He throws Cutter into the bedroom as well. Okay, that's what For happened. reasons, because... He just fucking iced, literally, Serena. Yeah. He could have just he taken... Did that to him. Yeah, he could have just taken him around the corner and just fucking, blah, yeah. freeze you. But no, he brings him up to the room, which turns no. out to be plot-wise important. Yeah. And he's talking to Fanul, because Fanul's got gelled up hair, too. So he's like, hey, man, what's Bro. up? And then he, they're talking to each other. He's like, hmm, I don't like Ariel as much <laughs> and not gas. And he's like, okay, what? But uh, <laughs> Megan, right? Yeah, I could, I could fuck with Megan. Because <laughs> well, oh, she has the dark hair. Yeah, he for some reason, it's hair. the dark hair for somebody who was a bubble, who didn't even have a fucking conception of what hair is. He has some very big opinions uh, about hair. Ariel does say something about Fanul, too, not being as good. I, I, I think no, both she, of them see it. Well, or something along. I, Ari- yeah, Ariel does turn around on Fanul. You're right that she talks to Megan. Mm-hmm. That yeah, it's a weird, weird turnaround where everybody who wanted to be with the other person does not end up being with the person they wanted to be with initially. You got, yeah, you got Papa and you got Crazy Sister Sue and you got Fanul. Yeah, Fanul and Megan Ariel, and Ariel and Cutter. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah, a lot going on. And, and then you got um, Trevor and the dog. Yeah. So, basically, they have a super goofy conversation to convince Fanul to turn against his father. Because yeah. it's like, hey, parents suck, right? Yeah, no, I like my father. <laughs> but doesn't he, like, tell you what to do and stuff? Especially because he's, like, a tyrant and everything. Well, oh, yeah. But here on Earth, shit, we got tons of shit, man. Like, skateboarding and windsurfing. Hell, the other day... I was blading down a mountain. And then we get a, another weird cut to him, <laughs> him like in rollerblades, literally falling down, tumbling down, jackass, basically, oh. a mountain going, eh, well, maybe I more fell down the mountain. And oh. it was, again, really funny, yeah. completely out of nowhere. It doesn't even really fit with the style of the movie. But hey, I was all for it. Oh. And again, this is Cutter's big moment where he yeah. sells Earth because he can do crazy shit. Yep. And Fanul basically is like, hey, I want to do so crazy long. shit as well, so fuck my father. <laughs> Who cares if he dies? Let's have a fucking coup and overthrow <laughs> my father now. So they encounter the Emperor who had previously gotten Cosmo and brought him out to they, some field they and they froze sent Trevor him. on some giant uh, hide-and-go-seek thing. Yeah, because so, he was with Trevor so, when so, the yeah. Emperor got him. So Trevor went to go hide in a shed, a tool shed. Comes into play. Yeah, Trevor's watching all of this that transpires because the kids come up to the Emperor, and the Emperor's like, Fanul, put him in this fucking portal I shot in the air. <laughs> the vagina portal. It did, it did look fairly vaginal in its structure. <laughs> I'm just, we're just going to call it as it is. Somebody on the effects team had some vision in mind. <laughs> uh, but Fanul's like, no! I'm resisting you because Earth has a bunch of cool shit to do. Uh, And the Emperor's like, well, I got this fucking freeze gun. I'll just freeze all of you. But then everybody runs into frame with, I guess, a lot of extension cords that are hooked up to hair dryers. And they all start shooting him with hair dryers from very far distance away. Yeah, and it's affecting him. He's, He's losing his human form and he's starting to bubble. And he turns into, yeah, a giant bubble. But then he's like, my bubble powers are too strong And then, for and you. then like, they stop working or they just give up and stop working them? Uh, yeah, I think it was enough to get him out of human form, but then they couldn't beat the bubble. 
And then enter Trevor. Surprise, motherfucker! It's Trevor with a, a giant leaf blower and says, "Suck on this!" And then everybody pulls out their their hair dryers again, and they're all blasting him away. Even Fanul's killing his father. Yes. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> his father, like the mother, explodes into vapor. Yep. Something Fanul says later on is implies that his dad is not actually dead, but it's like. The same thing happened to the mom, and the mom fucking died. <laughs> but I just think they wanted to kind of tone down, you know, yeah. the the patricide that was happening in this movie. Well, even a uh, regicide in a way, because he was yeah. the king of Zerculon. Yeah. But, yep, they beat him. They go unfreeze Cosmo. Luckily, it's just as easy as just shooting him with a gun again. And Fanul is like, he's a he's a He's not broken now. up. He's not broken up. Well, yeah, he's like, eh, you know what? This ain't that bad. <laughs> I guess I'm going to rule the fucking planet. Hey, that's, you know, things are coming up Fanul. <laughs> We're going to find out he gets like a girlfriend and, you know, he gets to rule the whole fucking oh, planet. Yeah. I wonder if she, oh, I wonder if humans can turn into bubbles. Uh, that's terrifying. <laughs> so they rush back to the ceremony because Cosmo is at least like 15 minutes late. And they're walking down the aisle. And then Megan's biological father kind of like tugs her on the shoulder and is like, hey, have you seen Serena? Oh, no. And then I guess they just unfreeze no her. No plot holes. And it's not a big deal. No plot holes. So... They, I, I thought she was going to melt or that dog was going to, like, eat her. The dog was licking her earlier. What if she was oh, melting? I didn't see that. That's, that'd be fucked, The dog man. was, like, licking her earlier biting at her. I'd be into that. Uh, she so, comes back missing a leg. Or... So they get married. Everyone's happy. And what else are we going to end with besides a dance party? Yeah. And everybody's paired up. Kazo and Mom, Serena and Biological Dad, Fanul and Megan. Oh, yeah. big twist. And Ariel and Cutter. No. And then we get a bunch more narration to tell us about all of the lessons we... It's both a Megan narration and an Ariel narration. I basically didn't pay attention to any of they, it. They learned. They both learned a lot. And before we get the final freeze frame, because we do get one of those, we can't be left wondering if Megan becomes popular or not. True. Because we, we get to see Megan is sitting with Ariel and all of the popular girls. Except the most popular girl. Yeah, who had been established as yeah the main mean girl, so to speak. Who we don't know why she's no longer popular. She's Every, not wearing the same color clothes. No, that's what I was going to say. Everybody was still dressed like Ariel. But this other girl was and so they're all wearing pink. And, she, and the most popular girl is wearing like blue. Yeah. No. And then Megan's like, no, I'll allow you to sit at the popular table. So Megan gets up so, and gives up her seat. And yeah, they it's all... It's so weird that this, we need to make sure that Megan is both popular and popular enough that she can decide who else can be popular. That the tables have turned in Megan's favor because why she's is, really earned it. Why is it Megan and not Ariel that's the, you know... The, the queen bee? Yeah, exactly. It's a good question, but what we get is the final shot is a freezing frame. I don't know why of I said it like that. all the bubbles popping. Of uh, Megan just smiling and be like, yeah, bitch, I run the show now. Yeah. <laughs> Whew! That, that deserves that deserves a who. That's a uh, stepsister from Planet Weird. All right, so... Again, it's a clusterfuck. An absolute cluster fuck. It, it was fun moments. to watch, but it was also exhausting in a lot of ways. And oh, yeah, it's still, I'm on. still going to say, you know, my least favorite, Johnny Tsunami. It's still better than Johnny Tsunami wow. because it does a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah. When you watch Johnny Tsunami, at least for me personally, it's like, it's kind of just boring. Okay. It's like paint by numbers. This... 
We've got fucking crazy alien meth dad <laughs> making crazy breakfast. We've got uh. the dumb plans that don't work. We got the ridiculous flashbacks. We get Cutter, who I didn't really go into much, but Cutter has a redemption arc where his vapid and shallowness and just kind of carefree attitude saves, saves the world. Well, not saves. the world, but saves cosmo and ariel and all the people we're supposed to care about yeah so it's definitely lower it's it's not as bad as you lucky dog but it's not good it's not a good movie no johnny tsunami is better made than this by every stretch of the imagination but it's not as fun this is a a good bad movie cult classic you watch it with some friends like you know we watch it between friends here and it was a fun time yeah and hopefully that came through with our exasperation <laughs> as we were rapidly and breathlessly ex- uh, explaining it. So you can speak on your own if you want to say anything This was else. a movie yeah. I don't remember watching. You know, that's and if he there. had, he obviously remembered the, the horrific hot dogs Jeez. that uh, weren't horrific at all. No. Sorry, Devin. Sorry, Devin. Yeah, no, I. it was just a, a jumbled up movie. There were some things, you know, that I'm like... Crazy Sister Sue, Serena Sue. I'm glad they they unthawed her. Yeah, she she had some fun moments. Again, yeah. Why did she swallow two flies? Yeah, there's some why things did, we'll always wonder. Why did somebody think that? Yeah, that's a thing. So we have this crazy fortune teller. Okay, she also has a bunch of cats. Okay. And she swallows flies. And the cherry on top is we're going to make her swallow not one, but two flies. flies. It's going to be her thing is swallowing flies. Okay, yeah, fuck it. Uh, what else do you want to put in this movie? Because that's what they said. We didn't even like really touch on it, but there's like a minor subplot where I guess Megan likes music a lot, but that doesn't come into play. But her mom's like, "Hey, maybe you should play some music with her." But it's one of those things where yeah, they, yeah, they come up with their own creative song, like they write like their own song. As yeah. if having an alien stepsister was not enough. Let's throw in windsurfing. There, yeah, I, and music like and a lot so of, much like stuff. a lot of decoms though there really wasn't as much music in this one we have not Ooh. had a music focused decom and i'd be all for that and i know we're gonna get oh, too many too many of those it's so coming. be careful what i wished for yeah. even though the wish would already have been granted at this point you know maybe maybe we will have to do some check-ins of Oof. if we ever launch a youtube channel i've thought that us being always on the pulse of stuff Months later, everybody loves tier lists, right? That was a thing months ago. Maybe we'll check in at around 25 or something, do a discussion video on YouTube as we make a tier list of the first 25 movies. Mm. And maybe I'll have to fight Jacob, but I want the bottom tier to just be called Johnny Tsunami tier. Oh my. <laughs> and it's a it's lower than F tier. Oh, wave. Uh, but yes, that was uh, Stepsister from Planet Weird. Planet Red. The, the color of Stepsister. Oh, fine. <laughs> Uh, no emails this week, but if you want to write in about your own stepsister and how you just don't relate sometimes, and parents aren't parents the worst, uh, you can write in at a whole new pod at gmail.com, as well yeah. as following us on Twitter at a whole new pod, all Beautiful. one word. You can rate us, subscribe to us, recommend us, tweet about us. On all of the different various platforms of platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever else you might encounter us. 
You can follow Jacob on Twitter. I'm Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-I-J-O-H-N. takes about, um, let's see, let me rattle my notes. <laughs> Checking the notes. Uh, ah, Jacob points out to people who might be mad about Jimmy John's CEO <laughs> killing elephants that that is old news, so you shouldn't actually care about old that anymore, news. and it's still okay to kill elephants. No. They're not that endangered. So not true. That's what you can be into amongst other terrible things. So, uh, and I think that's all we have. I don't know the name of the next movie we're watching. It's got something to do with horses, which you've already had too. Not horse sense too. But it's a horse racing. So gotta bring the sports into the mix. Oh golly! With that, I'm gonna take the final words this week, and I'll say stepsister from Planet Weird. More like decom from Planet Bad. <laughs> this is where I dab. This uh, can you hear me dabbing? <laughs> I can hear. <laughs> yeah. okay. Especially when the headache is caused by a 1,200 pound bull trampling you. Like this guy. Check it out. <laughs> Guess he isn't going to be doing any moms anytime soon. <laughs> now, I don't exactly know what Bago is, but apparently drinking it makes you look like some sort of land monster. Like this girl. Send your mama straight up to the store. Tell that bitch to bring home a Bago. I got something she can drink. Two things you should know about Mexicans. They love to dance. They love to go to sleep. Like this guy. Oh man, look at me. I'm so good at dancing. Oh, but all this dancing is making me sleepy. I think I'll fall over and think of that right here. <laughs> he won't be doing any moms tonight. Now, I think there are two things we can agree on that we both don't like. Being pumpkins, watching your friends die. Like in this video. Oh, me and my three buddies. Uh, we got a pumpkin here. What are we gonna do with it? Let's blow it up. Just like I blew up your mom's vagina last night when I was due. <laughs>